Welcome to the Fat Man Running Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Ankelwitz, and today we're going to be talking to Alexis Brudnicki. We'll talk about running on the move, her move down to the United States, and how to keep running during it all. going to start with our interview of Alexis Brudnicki, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit about how to keep running when you're undergoing changes in your life. Here is our interview with Alexis Brudnicki. And welcome back to the Fat Man Running Podcast. I am the Fat Man Running, Mike Ankelwitz, and with me is my very special guest and co-host, Alexis Brudnicki, joining me from south of the border today. Thanks for joining me, Alexis. Thanks for having me. So if you've been listening to the Fat Man Running podcast, you've heard Alexis before. Uh, she's been my co-host since day one. But, you know, she's been going through a, a little bit of a, of a change in her life, um, moving down to the United States. And uh, what can you tell us about that move and, and, you know, any adventures you may have had along the way? Um, yeah, it, things have been a little bit difficult, I guess, because we are in pandemic times and we are in border closure times. Um, and I moved from London, Ontario to Missouri, um, to attend law school, but my first attempt, uh, to cross the border was unsuccessful, um, and that made things a little bit more difficult, but I made it now. I have my student visa. I am in Missouri. Um, and yeah, I think anybody who's ever moved kind of understands that the logistics of moving are unpleasant, but um, I made it finally. <laughs> so that's the good news. So, you know, before we get to talking about running, because, of course, this is kind of a running podcast, um, I did what, you know, I did see on Instagram that you had posted a picture at a baseball game. And, you know, as you know, the, your baseball has been a big part of your life and has been a big part of my life as well. So I just want to tell you, you know, how jealous I am that you were actually able to attend a baseball game, a pro baseball game in person. And, you know, how was that? Yeah, it was a little nerve wracking. I haven't been to a regular season Bailey baseball game since uh, 2019 when I was covering the Blue Jays. I was at spring training last year, but um, that's not the same. And I went to a Cardinals game and um, yeah, it was a little anxiety inducing going from being at home in Canada uh, just like freshly out of all of our lockdowns, really, like we were barely just able to get out of our homes um and into regular places to a stadium filled with people um it was just something I guess I wasn't prepared for after the amount of time I was not I guess a, around large crowds of people so um thankfully there was a lot of space in my section and um I mean I do love baseball but I guess my my feelings and anxiety about being around people have definitely evolved uh, over time. And, um, but it was a fun game. It was a really good game. And I'm glad I got to attend and head back to Bush Stadium again. It's a lovely stadium. Now, what can you tell us about the differences in the way 
um, sort of the, the current state of things are in terms of how we're handling the pandemic in terms of, um, you know, how people are acting when they're out and how people are, um, you know, dealing with other people when they're out. Because I do think that has a lot to do with our, our well-being, our sense of well-being, and, and running is just a part of that. So, you know, how can, how have things, so how are things, you know, different between what you were experiencing in Canada and what you're now seeing in the U.S.? Um, I would say that I wasn't really going out in Canada. I didn't really go anywhere. So I don't honestly know how it was treated everywhere, even at home. Um, I wasn't fully vaccinated until July 25th. And I left on July 27th, I believe. So I didn't really experience Canada where I was fully vaccinated and I was comfortable going anywhere. Um, And here in Missouri, um, there are some masks and some encouragements for those who have not been uh, vaccinated to to mask up. Um, But it is a very different world than I think I was experiencing at home, but maybe that is mostly because I was shut in at home and, um, and now that I am fully vaccinated and I feel a little bit more comfortable, um, going places. So I do see how things are operating here, but even in like grocery stores at home, we had one way aisles and spots on the floor to keep your physical distance and, I have not seen those here. Um, So I think it kind of, it still remains to be seen. I know when I do start law school, we will be required to wear masks um, in our indoor settings. Um, So I think things have kind of swung the other way here because of the Delta variant, but um, all of that is kind of above my pay grade. I don't really know for sure what's going on with everything. I just know um, I am vaccinated and I was only able to just do that just before I left. So I wasn't really um, acting as though I was vaccinated at home because I wasn't. Well, I can tell you, you know, I've been vaccinated for about a month and a half now. And I haven't changed my habits really very much at all. Um, I was never really wearing a mask when I ran. Um, so, you know, I would try to keep my distance. If someone was on the sidewalk, I would sort of run into the bike lane um, or onto the street if it was pretty narrow. Um, and then, you know, restaurants indoor, still not happening. You know, I'm definitely not doing that right now. Any of the other things that are sort of open for indoor um indoor congregation I'm definitely not doing right now so I mean I really haven't changed uh, my habits uh, you know I have seen a couple of friends here and there um, again socially distanced outdoors um, you know I've seen my parents a little bit more um, which is nice I had them over to Hamilton to uh, they had uh, uh, brunch on the uh, the patio one day um, so, you know, I have seen my parents a little bit more, but it is still, I'm still not 100%, you know, hey, let's do everything that we were doing before. So, yeah, I think even for me, who is now experiencing the opening and who knows how much longer that's going to last as cases, you know, rise again. But, you know, as someone who's experiencing the opening, 
Um, I really haven't, you know, started going to patios or, or seeing friends, you know, in, inside or, you know, things like that. It's, it's, I, I'm still a little bit wary of, of going back to normal. Yeah. I mean, I went from not seeing friends at home to not having any friends here. So it's not really, I don't have a lot to contribute. And in terms of running, um, yeah, I, I don't wear a mask when I'm running. I run outside. Um, I haven't been to a gym or an indoor um, treadmill in, I don't know, two years, I guess. Um, and I am living in a town of 14,000 people with uh, nobody around me. So I haven't encountered other people um, since I've been here in the last couple of weeks while I've been running. Um, so yeah, I, I don't have a whole ton to contribute there, uh, I guess, but I am fortunate for those circumstances, maybe not, not having any friends, but um, I am fortunate that I just am not in a position where I um, need to, I guess, endanger myself or anyone else. Well, you have friends, Alexis. They're just not there. So talking about running, you've gone through just a big change. And what were you doing in terms of running while you were going through the changes in, you know, the place that you lived and uh, all of those things that, you know, we all have to deal with. I know, you know, when I moved in January, I also had to do some of the same things. But, you know, what were what were some of the things that you were doing to help you sort of keep running while you were, um, you know, experiencing some, some instability? Um, when I was rejected from the border, I was displaced and I did live with um, friends at that point. And running was kind of the only thing I could do. I, I do have, you know, free weights and those online apps of workouts. Um, but I am not super dedicated to the consistency of those that those require. I would love to be. I am just not there. Um, so running was kind of the thing I could do. And I was able to do that in the mornings. I've tried to do that since I've lived here. It is uh, hotter here. So I have struggled a little bit. And there have been some thunderstorms. So those are the moments where I do wish um maybe there was a gym option there is a gym option I can't say there isn't uh I one that I just had access to without going through a whole sign up period and um the university I am attending will have that option it just is under maintenance uh for these first couple of weeks of August um but I'm still not sure how I will feel about that I guess the same way as the Cardinals game but um I think it's been a struggle for me to stay consistent in running, but it's also the only thing that I kind of can do without having the rest of my life sorted out. I know where to find my hat and my running shoes. Um, and I, my watch tracks me and, um, it is kind of the only thing I am able to do without having to piece my whole life together and unpack every box and figure out everything and what gym I want to go to or what's worth it for me with the recreational facilities at school. Um, so knowing that I I'm trying, I am um, right now the temperatures are pretty hot in the mornings and they are even hotter at night. So 
Um, I did get out today, but today was cooler because we did have a thunderstorm last night and I didn't get out yesterday because we had a thunderstorm in the morning. So um, it is kind of hit and miss for me right now. And I think the biggest thing for me is just not, um, and I am trying to stick to a plan, a marathon plan, just to have something to stick to, not because I have a marathon necessarily at the end of that, but, um, it's not going great in terms of me sticking to it. But, um, I also think the biggest thing for me is understanding that if I miss one or if I mess up one week, um, not to throw the whole plan out and not to think this isn't doable, um, so I'm still working on that. I'm still working on consistency and I'm still working on the weather <laughs> and my running. But um, yeah, knowing I just need my running shoes is pretty comforting no matter where I am. Well, you know, one of the things that, you know, you said so many interesting things, but um, one of the things is that you're, you're, you're using a marathon plan, even though you don't have a marathon on the calendar. Um, is that something that you would like to, you know, fix? Is that something that you want to, I don't, I'm not going to say it's broken, but um, is that something you might want to change? Like, would you want to put a marathon on your calendar as a goal, even though you, you know, you say you don't have to worry as much if you miss a workout or if you have to change something or, or you know, things are, are tougher to do because of the weather, but um you know, would there, would you, do you think that there might be a little bit even more incentive if you did put that on the calendar? Um, I would love to, but I don't think it's realistic while I am starting my first year of law school and my last year of my dissertation for my doctorate, uh, to, to hold myself to that. Um, it's definitely something I want to do and I want to do again. I just don't know um, on an 18 week plan, if that is within my next 18 weeks of realistic possibility. Um, and I, yeah, I want to see how things go a little bit. Um, but I do think the accountability is really helpful for me having something to work toward. Um, it does just hold me accountable to my, to that training. Um, but I also right now need to be able to to not panic if I do have something to train for and I cannot stick to training for a week or two or whatever it might be. At least on this made up plan, I can push everything back a week if I need to. Well, I think it's also great that you are using a plan, you know, just for the fun of it, I guess, or just for, just for the, um, just for the structure of it and because some of us do well with with a lot of structure some of us don't care for it as much but i think it's great that and it's something that i think any of our listeners can do is even though there may not be a race on your calendar but i think alexis has given us a really great tool to sort of keep us motivated and say you know even even though i don't have a marathon on the books even though i don't have a half marathon on the books I'm going to train for it and maybe do a virtual one, you know, on that sort of the race day, the, the, the culmination of it. Or, you know what, train like that and then just maintain it through the winter as best you can or maintain through a period if you're living somewhere a little bit warmer where, you know, the, it doesn't get quite as snowy as, or icy. Um, and be able to maintain and and then you're already 
halfway to the goal, if not more than halfway to the goal, um, and trained when the weather gets better and when, you know, you or when there may be more races um, that appeal to you or are in person or rather than because I don't think I could do a virtual marathon. I've done a virtual half marathon. Um, it's hard. And the day I did it was was fairly warm. I probably not as warm as it is down in Missouri, but uh, it's it was really warm. It was rough. It was like, I don't know, three hours of of slog. And then, you know, you know, at least I was coming home, you know, running circles around my house so I could come in and use the washroom if I needed to or refill my water, which I definitely needed to. Uh, but I definitely don't think that I want to do an unsupported um, full marathon. I think that's uh, virtual full marathon. I think to me right now is, is a little bit, uh, a little bit off putting. Yeah, I don't love the virtual races, um, but I also know that trying to be on a plan for me is better than not being on a plan for me. Um, I wasn't on anything when I was living with my friends um, during my period of displacement, um, and I was kind of, if I, if I just felt responsible to get out and run more than I needed to necessarily, like I if I didn't run five miles at least five times a week, I felt like I wasn't accomplishing anything. And then on this marathon plan that I'm doing, there are three mile days, usually twice a week. And so for me, the plan is better. Obviously there are also five mile days and there are also the build up long run days. Um, and to be fair, the long run days are the ones where I have messed up the most. Um, but I think it also reminds me that, I don't have to run for an hour every single time I run. And uh, the in-between distances are important. And it just encourages me to get out more, which does make some of those longer runs easier. And it's just a different mindset for me than when I'm just not aiming for anything at all. Um, so I do think it helps me. But yes, I don't think virtual races are ideal. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny that you you mentioned that because I'm kind of doing the same thing. I've sort of started a, a marathon training plan, but I'm I'm sort of putting it together myself. I'm not uh, taking a plan, and the main reason is because I'm still kind of rehabbing my hip. Um, and the biggest thing for me is that I think the speed really aggravates it and it irritates it. So I'm not putting any tempo runs in yet. I'm not putting any any speed work in yet. I'm just using a sort of plan to um, to start to build up distance and build up more endurance and get back more into it because, you know, I definitely have felt more sluggish and I've put on some weight since I had the hip injury because I'm not running as much. I've never really stopped running, but I, I'm not running as much. So the other thing that I'm doing because it's because the I've started working full time, which you know I didn't do before. I was a musician, and so a lot of the work that I did was, you know, um, behind the scenes. I wasn't constantly teaching or I wasn't constantly gigging, but I was preparing and and working on administration. And now I, I'm working a day job, and this is very new to me as someone who has had a music career uh, teaching in the evenings and on weekends and performing on weekends mostly. Um, 
you know, getting up in the morning and I mean, I work from home, but, you know, getting up in the morning and getting ready to go to work and then going to the basement and sitting for, you know, seven and a half out of eight hours. It's it's been a very big adjustment. And there are days that I'm trying to get my runs in before work. And so as a result, any runs that I have during the week, I am basically planning to max out at about seven kilometers, which for me, because I'm very slow, is just under an hour. So basically limiting myself during the week that the longest I can go is just under an hour. And then I have to ramp it up a little bit on the weekends. And so I've tried to create a plan that hopefully, and again, this is all speculative and, and it's all, you know, not officially sanctioned by any uh, coaching certification, but it's, it's definitely going to be an experiment to see if I can kind of train at a steady state, um, gradually increasing the long distances, kind of pushing my uh, weekday runs, which will be, I think, I think I'm scheduling myself to run five days a week. Um, and having two off days and, and, you know, those three days during the week where I'm running really trying to keep it in under the hour so that I'll be able to a wake up in time, which is the biggest struggle for me is getting up in time to actually get out the door and be back before I have to start work. Um, and to be able to get up in time and be able to get the run in and still, you know, get to work on time. So, that's kind of my plan. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be doing any, you know, speed work, interval work, um, tempo runs. I may start doing tempo runs a little bit later, but right now it's just like build up distance, build up the endurance and really focus on just steady state running, easy running, not pushing the heart rate. And especially, I mean, this morning when I went out, it was absolutely brutally, brutally, um, humid. It wasn't, super hot, but it was really humid and I was just sweating like crazy. And I just found, um, you know, I was fading a little bit the other day I ran cause there was a thunderstorm, I think on, uh, Wednesday, it was Wednesday. I think there was a thunderstorm in the morning. So I couldn't go out in the morning and I went out in the evening and it was 31 degrees Celsius, which is what about 90 American, um, and humid as well. And that was just absolutely draining. So, yeah, the weather here can be rough, too, but I think it's definitely going to be warmer there. And, yeah, hydration is always going to be the key. Yeah, I mean, fun fact, I don't do any speed training or tempo runs ever. Um, But I am I am a morning, I guess, uh, morning runner. or That is when I find it best for me. But, yes, as the days get shorter. Um, it is hard to do that because I can't go out in the dark. Um, it's just not, uh, safe in my opinion or in my feelings, I guess it doesn't feel safe in the dark. Um, and, uh, yeah, when you run in the morning, you have to get those things done before you have everything else on your plate to deal with. So, um, that is something I need to explore further, which seems likely to have to move to a gym and see how comfortable I am with that. But, um, it is tough, th- a tough thing to get done in the mornings and before everything else that everyone has on their plate each day. And 
what's it like? Because I always like running in new places because it gives you opportunities to explore. So have you had that chance and are you finding interesting places to run there? Um, I found a, uh, a route that I like and I've pretty much stuck to it every day since I've been here, which I've only run. I don't know. I've only been here. I said the 27th, but I don't think that's when I got here. So, um, yeah, I haven't run that much. Um, there just hasn't been that much opportunity, but I've run the same route. Um, I did follow it all the way to its end at one point, but there are supposed to be some very lovely trails, biking trails, running trails, not necessarily in the little town I'm from, but in the area. Um, so there will be more opportunity to, opportunity to explore, but I honestly doubt that will happen before um, next summer because school is starting and um, I do think I probably will head to the gym, um, a gym somewhere soon so that I can get my workouts in before, um, before the things I have to do each day. I don't think I have time to go in the morning and drive to a trail and run and drive home and shower and then go to school. So um, I there will be exploring. I just don't know when it will happen. All right. So anything else you want to uh, share with us, Alexis? We know your your time is very um, in high demand these days because trying to finish a PhD and start law school in the same year is, if you ask me, a little bit masochistic. Um, because I know trying to finish a PhD myself, I didn't try to start law school that year. Um, so, you know, it's a lot to do. So, you know, anything you want to share with us? Any thoughts about the journey, the travels, the running, the, you know, all of that? Um, well, it's not a PhD, it's an EDD, but I do um, wonder if it is possible. To be honest, I am having doubts about being able to um, finish one and start the other. Um, I, I'm not, I'm just not sure if I'm going to be able to do it and how it's going to go. And my program has had some bumps in the road. So, uh, we will see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous for the future. I'm nervous about, you know, what I'm capable of. I'm nervous about starting with these young kids in law school being older, um, nervous about being able to keep up with my running or anything outside of school, really, that could help um, maybe ease some of the burden. But um, yeah, it's exciting as well. All right. Why don't you tell people where they can follow you on Instagram, on Twitter, or I don't, do you want people to follow you? Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to be. I previously just tweeted about baseball. Um, and my Twitter account is at baseball Lexus. Um, so I don't know what's going to be there anymore. And Instagram is at Alexis Bridnicki. Um, people are welcome to follow me, but I, who knows what's going to show up there? Who knows if it's going to be, um, I did get a student pass for all of the athletics at Mizzou. So I will be taking in the SEC competition as much as I can, um, whenever my schedule allows. Um, but who knows what will be on my mind in the future and what I might share through social media. Well, who knows 
what the future will hold. I mean, you've so much on your plate, but so many exciting things. So it's actually great to check in with you. Coming to us from Missouri, USA, that's Alexis Brudnicki. And thanks for joining us today, Alexis. Yeah, thanks for having me back. So before we wrap things up today, I just wanted to go over a few points about running on the move. So if you're moving to a new location or a new city or a new part of a city, uh, it's always great. It's one of the most exciting things for me about running and being able to explore new routes and new parts of a town or a city is one of the most exciting things for me as a as a runner. Um, I love to run on vacation. Um, I've run in places like Florence, Italy. I've run in places like India and in, you know, all kinds of places in the United States. Um, in Boston, when I lived there, I really loved running along the Charles River. Um, I really wish I could go back, do that in the summers. It was really one of the greatest running experiences I've had. Um, so this is, to me, one of the, the most fun things to do when I have moved. Now, finding time to do that, of course, when you're moving, uh, there's a lot of details, a lot of logistics to, to worry about. So finding that time to get out, even if it's for a shorter run than usual. Uh, I know when I moved in January, I was exhausted from lifting all the boxes. And we did have people helping out on the move, but it was you know a physically, I guess, abusive time for me once we got all the stuff in the house, uh, moving all the boxes into uh, mostly in the basement where we could you know clear out a lot of space for living on the main floor of the house was a physically exhausting activity up and down the stairs carrying boxes some of them filled with heavy books some of them with clothes you know it, you know it really depended on the box so that kind of physical exhaustion really left me very little energy to run. So I didn't run quite as often uh, during that week of the move, but I did manage, I think a couple of days after, to get out and uh, do a few kilometers here, a few kilometers there, until my body was feeling you know, back to its normal self, where I'm not constantly exerting myself, uh, lifting, carrying, climbing stairs with, with heavy weights. Uh, so... That's one of the great things is, you know, once you sort of settle in and you're able to find a little time and a quick run can also be a nice way to just change things up. Um, I mean, it'll let you get outside and, and change things up, work some different muscles. I mean, I moved in January and uh, the weather wasn't fantastic, but, you know, I've definitely seen worse. So the first thing is exploring new routes and there are usually going to be all kinds of places there are people who are you know have projects of running on every street in their neighborhood or in their town or in their city and i think there are even websites dedicated to these runners another thing you can do is to go find uh, trails uh, if you're a trail runner, um, you know, look nearby. Look where what you can get to within a few minutes drive. I know my new location is actually maybe 15 minutes away from the Bruce Trail, which is a uh, a long trail, about I think 900 kilometers long, that stretches from um, Niagara Falls or, or Niagara Peninsula in the south all the way up to um, the Bruce Peninsula in the north. And so... Uh, this is this could be a great place to get out and change your route and find uh, trails to run on. Um, also, you know, sometimes there are running trails, there are bike lanes, there are tracks, 
all of these things are, are new for exploration when you're in a new place. Um, you know, I've I found sort of around my neighborhood a six kilometer uh, route that I actually find really useful when I'm doing a six kilometer run. Uh, another th place nearby is a, a beautiful park. It's a nice large park, not the largest place, which means, you know, I'm running multiple laps of the park. And usually I'll do my shorter runs there so that I'm not circling the park, you know, four or five, six times and kind of getting a little bored of that but uh, it's only about half a kilometer away from my house and uh, it's really really a lot of fun to go to and you get to see people walking their dogs and other runners and just you know you see people more so than you might on the streets the second thing to keep in mind is of course to be safe um, you definitely don't want to run on some of these routes at night unless you are, you know, are a little more familiar with them. So when you're going out for those first runs, make sure you are carrying um, anything that helps you feel safer. Whether it's, uh, you know, bear spray if you're running in the in the woods, um, you know, pepper spray if it, the neighborhood doesn't seem like it's going to be safe, especially if you're a woman. Um, and especially if you're running alone. So make sure maybe if you're running at night, you're, you've got a light on, uh, a headlamp. Um, but anything that's going to make you feel safe and and be sure that you're not running in new areas after dark, especially if, uh, if there's reason to believe that it's not going to be the safest place. So yes, explore new routes. That's you know one of the most exciting things to do, but always keep a mind to safety. Let people know when you're running, let people know where you're going. Um, so that you are not just out there alone and make sure that you carry a phone. I think most of us do that these days, but uh, carry a phone and be sure that you can you can access a 911 or any other emergency number uh, quickly if you do that. Another thing you can do is to start getting into the running community around you. You can ask around, go to a, a local running store. I know here in Hamilton there are several. So go to a local running store and ask them what they like to do, where they like to go. Um, you can also look for group runs and uh, join a running community and, and also go online. I mean, you know, there's probably Facebook groups for runners near where you live. And I think that's just the way things are nowadays. You know, go on Facebook, check out a group and find people to run with and get some insights from them. So that's, those are a couple of little tips. There's nothing really, you know, mind blowing in there, but a couple of little tips for running somewhere new. Um, I'm gonna go on now and talk a little bit about my own training and things that I've been doing lately in terms of my running. So lately I've been starting to train for a late fall marathon. And as you heard in the interview, I don't have anything on the books right now, but I'm definitely looking into a few different things. Um, and I'm kind of ramping things up a little quickly. I'm not going to have the typical 18-week ramp up to a marathon. It's going to be more like 14, 13 to 14 weeks. But I think because I have been running regularly, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue. Uh, today, I went out and I did five miles. I was supposed to do seven and a half, but the heat was really getting to me. Uh, I ended up uh, calling it a little short for, of my goal. 
yeah, the, the heat and the humidity were really taking a toll on me, so I, I cut it short. But last week I did do a 10K run on Sunday, and what I'm planning to do is next week I will do the 7.5 mile or 12K that I had planned this week before ramping up to, I think, 15 the week after. Uh, I'm just going to treat this as kind of a step back week or, or a, a, a rest week, relative rest week. Um, I've been running fairly consistently. My goal right now is five days a week. Um, I may have come up a little bit short this week, uh, mostly just because I, you know, weather and um, the heat and just time, you know, it's been very busy at work and sometimes getting up at 5.30 and being able to get out the door is not the easiest thing to do. Um, and probably why my run today was so hot was that getting up early and getting out the door before the heat came on just wasn't appealing to me and I ended up not getting out the door until about 10 in the morning. Um, so that's where I am in my training. I've been doing um, five or six kilometers in the mornings of the weekdays. So I just have enough time to do that before I uh, have to start work. And then I'm doing some weekend runs that are a little bit longer. And my goal while ramping up to this marathon is going to be to have a, a longer run on Saturday and then the long run on Sunday. And the goal of that is to uh, put a few miles in my legs before I do the long run on the Sundays. And so, you know, I may be doing a, you know, 22 kilometer run on a Sunday with having done eight kilometers or 10 kilometers uh, the day before, just to have that little bit of extra fatigue that as I taper will lead to hopefully some increased stamina for the actual marathon that I do hope to run. And, uh, you know, hopefully I won't have to put it off, but, you know, COVID and Delta uh, have their own plans, you know, and, the, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men, um, get kind of screwed around with COVID. So, you know, I, I'm going to plan, but I'm also going to not be too inflexible because, you know, we all have to be very flexible nowadays. And yes, I have been stretching. So my flexibility, I think, is a little bit better than where it might have been. So that's all for today. You know, I am running, I'm getting out and, uh, you know, posting on Instagram. So if you want to follow me at Fat Man Running Pod on Instagram, uh, look up Fat Man Running on Facebook. And if you want to send me an email, it's fatmanrunningpod at gmail.com. And please let us know if you know any uh, running communities or if you have a, a good late fall marathon. Hit me up on Instagram, on email, on Facebook. I'm more than happy to hear from any listeners that we have out there. So thanks very much. Have a great day and have a great run. <laughs>